This morning, God's Word comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. We will be reading just the verses 13 through 20 of this chapter. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. What we hear now is God's Word. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. I invite you also to turn to the back of your Trinity Psalter hymnal to page 886 in the back section. This is Lord's Day 31. And this morning, I will read for you just questions 83 and 84. So beginning on the bottom of page 886, Lord's Day 31, question 83, what are the keys of the kingdom? The answer given, the preaching of the Holy Gospel and Christian discipline toward repentance. Both of them open the kingdom of heaven to believers and close it to unbelievers. Question 84, how does preaching the Holy Gospel open and close the kingdom of heaven? According to the command of Christ, the kingdom of heaven is opened by proclaiming and, pub and, 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 by proclaiming and publicly declaring to all believers, each and every one, that as often as they accept the gospel promise in true faith, God, because of Christ's merit, truly forgives all their sins. The kingdom of heaven is closed, however, by proclaiming and publicly declaring to unbelievers and hypocrites that as long as they do not repent, the wrath of God and eternal condemnation rests on them. God's judgment, both in this life and in the life to come, is based on this gospel testimony. Well, after spending a number of weeks uh, talking about the sacraments of the church, we now move forward in the Heidelberg Catechism to the section on the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, kids, you know what keys are. I, I bet even now, maybe, maybe your dad has some keys in his pocket or your mom has some keys in her purse. You've seen your folks have keys, keys to their car, keys to their house. This morning, we're going to talk about the keys to heaven itself. 
the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We're going to talk about what these keys are, about who has these keys, and and what is it that these keys actually do? How do they work? Our confession tells us that there are two keys to the kingdom of heaven. One of them is preaching, and one of them is Christian discipline. We're going to talk this morning about preaching, how that is a key to the kingdom of heaven, and we will talk next Sunday about how Christian discipline toward repentance is a key to the kingdom of heaven. What do keys do? You know, if I uh, want to get into our garage, I have to take my key out of my pocket and I put it in the key uh, lock and I turn the key and it unlocks the lock. That's one of the things that keys do. Keys unlock. They unlock so we can get in. The same is true with heaven. Heaven must be unlocked. Now, in my mind, I have uh, an image of a picture I'm sure I've seen somewhere of heaven with big pearly gates. Maybe you've heard that expression, the pearly gates. And in my mind, in that picture, those gates are standing wide open. That's really not the case. The gates of heaven need to be opened. The gates of heaven, as they are, stand closed. And and they must be opened for anyone to enter. And to to, and to open those gates, you need to have a key. It is not the case that the gates of heaven stand open and anybody who wants to can just walk in. The, the gates must be open for us. It's not the case that in the end, everybody ends up going to heaven and just walks through the gate. No, the gates stand closed until they are opened by a key. We need to have the gates open for us. We need to be brought in to the kingdom of heaven. Left to ourselves, we would be standing outside. Outside those gates with no way to get in. And and as a Reformed church, we certainly believe in the covenant. We saw that expressed this morning, the covenant for us and our children. But baptism is no guarantee of entrance into heaven. Our children must embrace by faith Jesus Christ. Even to them, although they receive the sign and seal, unless the Spirit's at work, the gates remain closed. Heaven must be opened to us by the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys, children, unlock doors. Keys also lock doors the doors, locked so that no one can get in. There must be, as I said, an entrance into heaven. And if we persistently, deliberately reject the use of the keys of the kingdom, heaven remains locked to us. The keys lock the door. We remain outside. And what a terrible place to be. 
outside of the kingdom of heaven, outside of the kingdom of God. Without, without that entrance, our lives have no purpose. Nothing has meaning. And especially in times of difficulty and trial, we have no one to turn to. No, heaven must be opened. Keys open, they unlock. And keys lock. They keep people from entering. Who, who has the keys of the kingdom? Now, I have keys. I don't have them in my pocket right now because I don't bring keys into the pulpit. Um, they're in my office. Uh, I have keys. Uh, my keys will start my car. They'll open my car. My keys will unlock my door. Uh, they're my, it's my stuff, and so they're my keys. My keys open my stuff. Who has the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Well, the owner of the keys of the kingdom of heaven are the king. Jesus Christ himself holds the keys of the kingdom. What does he say to Peter? I will build my church, a portion of the kingdom of heaven. I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. What a comfort to us. The church belongs to Christ. It is His. He is the one that opens the doors to us. He is the one that brings us in. And He is the one that has promised that even the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. We live in a time where there are challenges to the church, where there are in some areas persecution of the church. And we can become discouraged and think, what, what will happen in the future? Will the church eventually disappear? Christ himself has promised the church will remain on into eternity. Even hell itself cannot defeat the church of Jesus Christ. He is the owner of the keys. I have other keys on my key ring, kids. I have keys to my car and keys to my house. I also have a key to the church and a key to my office. Now, I don't own those. I don't, I don't own the church. I don't own my office. But I have keys. I've been given keys so that I can come in and do my work. I've been given keys to use in the service of the owner of the building. Jesus gives keys to Peter. Peter, not as uh, the first pope. Peter, not as, you know, this line of succession. Peter, as one who stands as a representative of Christ's newly appointed officers in his church. Peter, who stands as a representative for those who even today hold the keys the office bearers of the church. They belong to Christ, but the office bearers of the church are given the keys to be used in service of the owner. The key of preaching, exercised by ministers. The key of discipline, talk about that next week, exercised by the eldership. 
They are the ones who use the keys given to them. They've received delegated authority. They act on Christ's behalf. This morning, you came to church not to hear me. You came to hear God speak through the preaching of the Word. Whoever's in the pulpit, let the gospel go forth and we might know the truth of who God is. You came not to hear a person. You came to hear Christ speak through the ministry of the Word. He is the one who is the owner of the keys, exercised by someone else in His service. But He is the one who is the owner. You came to hear Him this morning. So now, specifically, how how does preaching, how does preaching open and close the kingdom of heaven? You know, when I was growing up and, and reading this story, you know, I just had this picture in my mind. Uh, Jesus says, um, you are Peter, on, on this rock I'll build my church, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And I just kind of pictured in my mind, you know, Jesus reaching in his pocket, I don't know if they had pockets, you know, reaching in his pocket and pulling out this beautiful gold key, big old gold key, here's the key to the kingdom of heaven. That's not what Jesus did, kids. He didn't take a big key out of his t- pocket. He's not talking about physical keys, keys we can touch. He's talking about spiritual keys, like the preaching of the gospel. You can't touch the preaching of the gospel. You can't touch the voice you're hearing, but you can hear it. Preaching is a key that opens the kingdom of heaven. Preaching opens heaven because it declares the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Remember, that's the context of this discussion. Jesus says to them, who do people say I am? Who do people say the Son of Man is? Oh, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, some say the prophets. Then Jesus says, but who do you say I am? That's the question. Who is Jesus? And preaching declares who Jesus is. Preaching declares the glory of the gospel, who he is and what he came to do. Preaching is not a lecture. Now, I suppose I, suppose I could give you a lecture this morning, although for academic lectures, I think I would defer to our newly minted Dr. Squeers for academics. I'm not the lecturer, he would be. Preaching is not a lecture. Preaching is not storytelling. Oh, there are those of you far more capable of telling better stories than I am. Preaching's not a lecture. Preaching's not storytelling. Preaching is the official proclamation of Jesus Christ, a sinner's Savior. That's what our confession refers to in question and answer 84. How does preaching the Holy Gospel open the kingdom of heaven? According to the command of Christ, the kingdom of heaven is opened by proclaiming and publicly declaring to all believers, each and every one, that as often as they accept the gospel promise in true faith, God, because of Christ's merit, truly forgives all their sins. The gospel promise that as long as they embrace by faith what Jesus Christ has done, all of their sins are forgiven and heaven itself is open to them. The gates swing open. We embrace the promise of the gospel by faith. Now we have to be a little bit careful here. 
Some would say, well, then faith is the key. Faith is the key that opens up heaven. No, it's the declaration of the gospel that opens up heaven. Faith is that which embraces this glorious truth. And even that faith, we know, is a gift from God himself. Faith embraces the truth that the gospel declares. It is not the key. The preaching of the gospel is the key. This is why we put such a high priority and emphasis on preaching. When we come together for worship, it's what we spend most of our time doing. Now, we sing and we pray and we give gifts, but most of our time is spent in the ministry of the Word. And those other things are good. Singing is good. I love to sing. We sing at church. We sing at home. Singing is a beautiful thing. But singing does not open the kingdom of heaven. Praying is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing to to come before God in prayer, to praise Him for who He is, to pour out our hearts to Him. But prayer does not open the kingdom of heaven. Giving of our gifts is a good thing, a right thing, a, a, a beautiful thing. But giving doesn't open the kingdom of heaven. It is the preaching of the Word. And that's why it's so important for us to be here, for us to be here with our children. This is where heaven itself is opened. The key is exercised as we come together for worship. We can sing at home, we can pray at home, but preaching takes place here in the context of the church, which is why it's important to be here where heaven itself is opened. And I would be so bold to say it's important to be here both Sunday morning and Sunday evening, especially for our children at night where once again they hear the call of the gospel, that they might embrace the covenant promises as their own. We spend a lot of time training ministers. It's not the case, as it is in some fellowships, where we get to the sermon part and somebody says, anybody have a word from the Lord today? Anybody have a word from the Lord today? And so, well, I got a word from the Lord. Yeah, I'll get up and talk for a while. We don't do that. We, we, we ordain men, set them apart, ministry and that's no small thing they go through (laughs) intensive training they go to seminary for several years when they are examined to become ministers i don't know if you've ever sat down on a on an examination of a minister it's an oral examination for about four or five hours they are examined before being declared able to be ordained we put a high priority on preaching because through preaching christ speaks to us and through preaching heaven itself is opened to us. The key opens heaven. But children, keys also lock. And preaching locks the kingdom of heaven. What does our confession say? The kingdom of heaven is closed, however, by, publicly, by proclaiming and publicly declaring to unbelievers and hypocrites that as long as they do not repent, The wrath of God and eternal condemnation rests on them. When we come to church, pretty much we all hear the same sermon. You you all hear the same sermon. And for those in whom the Spirit of God is active, you will embrace that truth by faith. The gates of heaven swing open. But for those who persistently, deliberately refuse to hear the call of the gospel, 
For those who will not repent before the Lord, the gates remain closed and locked until we embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, declared in the promise of the gospel. It's not enough to be close to knowing who Jesus is. Jesus says, who do people say I am? Oh, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, some say a prophet. They're getting close. He's a holy man. He's a good teacher. Getting close is not good enough. Who is Jesus Christ? The most fundamental question we can ever be faced with. Who is Jesus Christ? Is he just a great teacher? Was he a fine rabbi, a wonderful historical figure? Or is he the one who gave his life for my sin? And by faith, I embrace him as my Lord and my Savior. That's the call of the gospel that goes out today. If you have never bowed the knee to Jesus Christ, today the keys stand before you. You hear the proclamation of the gospel. You hear the call to faith and repentance. Do not harden your heart. Do not leave walking away with those gates still closed, locked. But this morning, embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. And, and, and as it were, hear those gates creaking as they swing open. And heaven welcomes another one of God's chosen into its midst. Preaching is a key of the kingdom of heaven. Preaching opens heaven when God, by His Spirit, allows us by faith to embrace the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Preaching closes heaven when we persistently, deliberately refuse to hear. God calls you this morning. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins and know the glory of having that key turn heaven unlocked and you are welcomed to the kingdom of heaven. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for the ministry of the gospel. We thank you for not remaining silent, but, to, but, but for declaring to us the glorious truth of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done. Lord God, may our hearts be moved by your Holy Spirit today that heaven might be opened to us and we welcomed in. Lord God, may it not be the case that those gates remain shut and we leave without knowing Jesus Christ, without embracing him. Work in our hearts, we pray. We may all celebrate the glory of knowing the truth of belonging to the kingdom of heaven. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen.